Hello, beautiful souls. I hope you guys are doing so well today. Welcome or welcome back to another share of the Shamama Way podcast. I'm your host, Shamama, aka Colleen. And before we get into the share, I want to thank you guys for sharing your time and energy with me and tuning into these shares. And, you know, it's time is the real currency and I appreciate you guys taking the time to just being present with these shares and listening and I invite you to allow your intuition to guide you through these shares and as I'm talking about you know the stories and sharing things that I've gone through even any examples that are coming up if I'm hearing certain angel numbers whatever is coming up for you or your or whether um, it's coming up consciously and or after the episodes or whatever you hear on these 111 except the download confirmation on these shares are all confirmation signs or omens so just allow your intuition to really guide you and move you through these shares with love into the heights of light so with that being said, let's get on to today's share. Um, so today's share is going to be a little heavier because it's a topic that I wrote down and I wasn't sure when I wanted to talk about it um, because it's, 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 it's heavy, it's, it's heavier on the emotional side and it's um it's something that I don't take lightly and that I I know it needs to be spoken about um and the topic of that is depression and not just depression it's mental illness and you know it's like what goes on in the mind and being human so with that being said, something happened recently and I don't want to go into it um, because it's not, it's not really mine to share. So I am going to speak on my own personal experience, but um, it kind of triggered that wound. Um, and not just wound, but past thoughts and You know, I think it's under, it's very underrated and underspoken about, about how people can be so okay, you know, in your face and be happy and smiling when they are hurting. God, they're hurting behind the scenes and they are doing everything within their power to push through. But deep inside, you know, it's like at times your mind can get the best of you. And what I mean by that, and we're going to talk about like on a shamanic side of things in a second, but Depression is real. Mental illness is real. 
And it's something that a lot of people suffer from. And it's something that needs to be talked about more. And I think it's important to surround yourself with people who are truly there for you. And I mean truly there for you because it goes without saying not a lot of people check up on each other. Not a lot of people genuinely ask if others are okay. They just assume. And more times than not, people are not okay. People go through battles and things behind the scenes that we don't even know. And it's ignorant for us to say we care about people when we haven't really sat down and truly, and I mean genuinely, looked at them in the eyes and asked them if they were okay or hugged them a little tighter and just said, I'm thinking of you and I just want to genuinely check up on you. How are you doing? I guarantee you, if someone came up to you and said that, It would trigger you in the best way possible to open up and genuinely tell someone how you're doing. We go, we're so used to, and I don't, wherever you're listening from, but like in Canada, you know, we're we're so used to like saying hi. The first thing you ask, how are you? And it's like, good. That's an automatic kind of robot-y answer. But realistically, when people ask, how are you? They don't want to know, how are you? (laughs) Um, When you see somebody in the grocery store, hey, how are you? I'm good. You pass along, you move along. That's not how, how are you is supposed to be used. And it's kind of been watered down because it's almost been kind of like a quick thing. And it's like, I'm just asking to be polite. But why don't we just ask? Because we genuinely want to know. Because sometimes people want to talk about it, but they need an invitation to talk about it, to feel safe, to feel heard. And not just safe and heard, but listened to. Truly, truly listened to. You know, it goes without saying that as much as you think you love somebody, and as much as you think in your head they know that I love them what I have learned in the past few years is love needs to not only be felt it needs to be expressed because more often than not people need to hear how much they're loved people need to hear how much they're cared for more than how shitty of a human being they are. People need to learn to hear how much they matter to people more than all the bad they've been doing. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've you've done. We're not bad people. We're not bad humans. We're living in the best way that we can. And we genuinely all 
want to be loved. And it's very unfortunate because a lot of us, and I'm saying us because I've been there. And at times I even feel alone because you know your mind. As fortified as it is, you know, when you're healing and stuff, sometimes you have your, your bad days. And that's, you know, with you doing the work and healing yourself and being self-aware of your emotions. Now, can you imagine when you don't even know how to process your emotions? You don't know how, how to feel or what's going on. How even more isolated you would feel physically, mentally, and emotionally. We don't tell each other that we love each other enough. We really don't. And I grew up, you know, and now I say it all the time because I realize that it's something that I do need to hear. Um, And I'll get into that in a second. But I grew up where, like, saying I love you wasn't really um, discussed. Or not discussed, but it wasn't said over and over. And... It's now that I'm realizing how that would have made such a big difference because there was moments within my childhood and, you know, even growing up and healing and everything where I genuinely thought my family did not love me. And it's not just even my family, you know, friends, because of everything that you go through as a human, not everybody knows that you're going through it. And sometimes a simple I love you, I care about you is all someone needs to hear. No matter what you think in your head, no matter, you know, even if you think, yeah, but they should know. It doesn't matter. People need to hear it. People need more love. There's so much, there's, there's the aggressive energies has, has intensified, but the loving energy has also intensified, right? But with light comes dark. So as much as love is becoming more available, prominent, easily accessed, you know, those hard, dark moments are also becoming heavy. And there's a lot of people that are feeling not right in the head. There's a lot of people that would hope someone would check in on them that nobody does. And it's unfortunate because I genuinely believe no matter where you're at in your life, no matter what you're doing, if you care about somebody and if you care about their well-being, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, you would still make time to check in. Because it's important. As much as we are supposed to be selfish, you know, and take care of ourselves, and as much as we're supposed to learn to be okay and to be alone and be okay with being alone and solving things ourselves, we are human. We came here to experience life, and part of experiencing life is experiencing a community. 
We are part of a collective. We're not meant to be deserted on our own island. We're supposed to be with people and have a community of people that love us. Now, how can you be safe within your community of people that love you if most of them don't even know you? If most of them don't even check on you? If most of them don't even take the time out of, your, out of their day to be like, hey, I'm checking on you. I might be busy today. But I hope you're doing well. Let me know how you're doing. You know, and I don't have time to respond today, but genuinely let me know how you're doing and I will respond and I'll get back to you because I want to know. That small little action goes such a long way, such a long way. And I feel things so intensely. <laughs> so when things happen, it's, 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 I'm, 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 I'm feeling them on just such a deeper level. And it could feel that you know, just the energies of the collective lately has been intense and heavy. And it's like almost every time I go on my phone, it's just something tragic has happened. And a lot of people are finding it hard to handle the aggressive energies of this planet because, because of, 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 of the mind. You know, because of, of the stories, the false stories that are being told within our head, the conversations we're having that nobody ever hears. And this is why it's so important, no matter how awful someone meets you along the day. Good God, go deeper with love and just show them love because we all need love we all need love we all want to be loved and that's the only way to move past you know people feeling isolated and alone and that's the only way to to blast past these aggressive energies and to blast past what goes on in the mind that a lot of people don't talk about that everyone doesn't talk about. So before I get into that, let's, yeah, let's talk about depression. Depression is real. And I'll give you guys my take on it before I kind of like, because each share, you know, these, are, these shares are, are meant to be enlight, enlightening, illuminating, and activating. So as much as we, as much as we talk truth, we're also gonna, you know, balance that with some positive analyzation. But we don't bullshit, we speak truth, right? So before we can analyze, we need to speak up about truly what's going on. You can't you cannot heal a wound and you can't move on from releasing an emotion 
or or trauma or pattern or cycle unless you've truly truly have talked about it or have truly truly acknowledged it and part of acknowledging it and accepting it is um speaking up about it you know and i am i'm speaking about this because i've gone through this and i know there's a lot of people out there still suffering from it and i'm not gonna sit here and say some like my mind doesn't get the best of me at times but which we're going to get into this in a second but i'm genuinely so blessed to be in a space where my mind doesn't go immediately to those thoughts anymore no matter how bad my days are going you know so a lot of people don't know this and how deep it went um and i want to be vulnerable and open about it because like i said it needs to be talked to and it needs it needs to be talked about and it needs to be heard and as many people as much people mm, let me find the right words as more people start talking about it and opening up about it it will make others also feel okay to talk about it to speak up about it and or to even not feel alone within whatever they're going through so you know when my birth mom passed away it was it was the toughest time of my entire life as of yet i went through deep waves of depression that nobody knows about except for two people that were around me at the time but even then how i processed emotions back then was to hold things in because i wasn't taught how to deal with my emotions i wasn't taught how to f- express myself in a healthy way communicatively wise and also it didn't feel safe for me to express myself so i held a lot of things in and with that being said in there were so many times in the past where i have suffered from just such an ill mindset that nobody in my life except for the two people that were around me nobody knew how actually mentally ill i was and how actually depressed i was you know when my when my birth mom passed away it it flipped my world upside down and if you haven't listened to the podcast about learning with learning from grief i invite you to go listen to go listen to it because i go more in depth about grieving and everything and what happened cuz i don't want to get into that in this episode this is all about the mind 
But when that happened, it flipped my world upside down. And there was a part of me that was very confused about how to grieve and everything and what I should feel because of how everything happened prior to. And part of one of the things that really genuinely affected me was the fact that I didn't know how hard it was going to hit me until it did. Because to me, this person, at the end of the day, was not my mom. Like, she was a stranger. Um, She brought me into this world, yes. She was my mom at some point, yes. But up until the time she left, after that, she wasn't. So, you know, when someone leaves and abandons you, After 10, 10 plus years, that person becomes a stranger. And, you know, there were so many times in my head where I'm like, yeah, you know, I wish I would if, if only I could literally even hear that she passed away, that would release me from it. Because then at least I can move on. At least I can get closure. And, you know, and I'm like, and I don't, in, in my head, I'm like, that wouldn't be too bad because I already don't know her. So when it happened... It was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, words cannot describe how imbalanced I felt, how everything just went into a big turmoil. And a lot of that affected my thoughts. A lot of that affected what was going on in my head. I'm just breathing. Just bear with me. One of the things that first came up in my head, because we're going to walk through and... I genuinely want to give you guys a perspective of what goes on within someone's mind um, when they're not thinking rationally. And then, and then we're going to talk about that in a second um, after that because um, from, a, you know, from a shamanic point of view, I understand what was going on. But I genuinely want to paint a picture and give you guys a full story so that you guys can understand what goes on within someone's mind because it's hard it's easier to say I don't understand why they would think like that I don't understand what's going on within their mind or why someone would even think you know about killing themselves about taking their own life and It's not just something that happens out of the blue. It's something that is a constant thought within your mind up until the very day you choose to do it. And that's that's how that's what depression leads to when it is not looked after and when it's not taken care of 
appropriately and how it's supposed to. Which is why I'm reiterating it's so important to show more love to people. It doesn't even have to be a stranger to the people that are around you. It's so important. So when my birth mom passed away, when I started hurting, one of the first things that came in my mind was, well, at least I know now she's gone. The second thing was, now I'm genuinely, now I'm genuinely abandoned. Now that sparked a wound. Abandoned from sea. Because of how everything happened, um, and like I said, go listen to that episode, because I don't want to get into it in this one, because I want to focus on this topic because it's important. So I'm not going to stir away too long, but from abandoned, the third one was, wow. (sighs) She wasn't even going to tell you she was dying. She was going to die. You weren't even worthy of knowing what was going on. And then that stemmed from that too. Wow. And it sounds crazy. It does. And those thoughts are selfish. A hundred percent. But when you're in that mind today and when those voices are going in your head, they are real. It doesn't matter whether they sound extreme crazy or selfish, they are 100% real, 100% valid. So the next thought was, see, validating that voice in my head, that and activating that wound since she left. And one of those voices was, I am not worthy of love. And not just love, I am not worthy of a mother's love. So, when she passed away, it was, see, you're really not worthy of a mother's love because now she's gone. Like, it's like a part of myself is like, she, 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 she chose to die. And then that stemmed from, well, of course she did. You know, she felt guilty and all these things. And then that just went all around. It kind of like spiraled into, you're not worthy of love. Nobody loves you. And now you're hurting. And you see that nobody loves you because your mom, your, your birth mom would rather die. And she would actually rather withhold that information than to tell you. She doesn't have respect for you. She doesn't love you. Mind you, while all of this was going on, I wasn't in the best place with my mom. 
And by my mom, I mean my bonus mom, my stepmom. But I call her mom because she raised me and she is my mom. I wasn't in the best place with her. I was in the best place with my dad. I was in the best place with my family. That added on to that. See, nobody loves you. I was going through a lot. And there was just so many factors that played into it. And at the time, my parents did not understand what was going on. And they could only assume. But in my head, when nobody checked on me and when nobody genuinely kept trying to talk to me, it reaffirmed those thoughts. It was like, see, nobody cared. See, it's like, oh, now, now, you, now your birth mom's dead, right? And now you're bad, and now she really abandoned you. But now look, your dad has abandoned you. Now your mom has abandoned you. You know, your family's not talking to you. Now you're alone. What are you going to do? You're not worthy of love. You're in pain. And you know how you can end that pain? You should just end your life. And the first time that thought came up, I remember I was sitting on the bed and I was crying. And I remember exactly where I was. It was in my first... um, my first apartment when I moved out and I was crying on the bed and I was like I'm hurting I'm hurting so bad and you know the thought, the thought that was going on in my head it was like I'm hurting I'm hurting so bad I'm, I'm hurting about the death of my mom and I don't even know her so I don't even know why I'm crying and then I was gaslighting myself and making myself feel bad for crying and being in pain I was mad that I was hurting and that I wasn't over it. And this was like a year after her death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was something I was trying to rush. I was, I was mad and crying that I was always sad and angry every day. And no matter how many times I woke up and put a smile on my face, I genuinely didn't want to be here. And I was tired of feeling this way. I was tired of not feeling loved. I was tired of nobody checking on me. I was tired of genuinely people sitting me down and literally looking at me and being like, something is going on. Please. And not even begging, but tell me what's going on. I'm here to listen. And to just wait. No matter how long it took for me to talk, to just sit there with me and allow me to express myself, you know? And it's like with everybody I was talking to, it was tension, fights, which validated those thoughts. And then it was like, I'm hurting. Why am I crying? Why am I feeling like this? I'm tired of feeling like this. This isn't what love feels like. So then... And then that voice came. Well, 
if you're tired, if you don't want to feel like this, and if you want to make it stop, just end your life. And the first time that came up in my head, it was like, what? I can't do that. Why would I do that? And then it was like, oh, you'll see. And when I say I was having a roller coaster of emotions, I would go to work. I would be in the middle of work, go to the bathroom, ball my eyes out, come back out. And I was bartending at the time. Everything's fine. Get in my car, ball my eyes out prior to getting home, gather myself, get home, get to bed, couldn't sleep. And I was also having nightmares at the time, you know, um, go take a shower, fall my eyes out of the shower, go back to bed. And it's like I'm sleeping because I was just so exhausted. And this was a constant thing. Like the first couple years, not even couple, because it would be five years of her passing this January. The first three years of her the first two years were the worst, but the first three years, it was just me crying, like, almost every other day. Like, it was like a routine. And when you're in that mind space and, yeah, like, when you don't have anybody to pull you out, it can get dark, it can get heavy. And when you're listening to those thoughts... And I remember, like, my friend at the time, I texted, I was like, I'm not okay. Like, I genuinely feel like I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I want to die. I'm tired of feeling sad. I'm tired of feeling upset. I'm tired of feeling like I'm alone. I'm tired of feeling like, you know, like I'm not loved. Like, my family doesn't love me. Like, no one's checking on me. It's like nobody cares. Everyone's expecting me to, like, move on from what happened but they're not really asking me what's going on and I'm not talking which is should be an indication that something is wrong especially because I'm detaching even more but that's not making anybody even be alert it's like nobody's checking nobody's caring and I'm tired of feeling alone And I don't want to be here anymore. And, you know, she just sat with me. And there was multiple times where I expressed myself like that. And thank God that I did. Because there was multiple times where we sat in the car and we just cried. And we we released. And I'm grateful, you know, for her at the time. Because, like, I don't know what I would have done, you know. And I kept reminding myself of... You know, but like, I think, I think I am loved. You know, I think I am loved. You know, I kept saying that to my head, but it wasn't for sure. It's like, I think I am loved. And it's like, okay. And then there was this, this little voice in my head that was just like, just one more day. Just push one more day. Just push one more day. Just push one more day. And like, some days it was like, okay, Maybe we're doing it. And then I will fall back into that pattern. It's like, why the fuck did I push one more day? You know? And then there was one day where I couldn't fucking take it anymore. And 
I got in my car. And I was driving. And I was like, and I, and I saw it vividly. And I was like, I'm not going to take pills. Because I just know that won't do it. I'm not going to hang myself. That's too torturing for me. Like, I'm laughing, but that's literally what's going on around. Like, bitching got time for that. It's like, no, right? Um, and I'm like, I, and I'm like I, I couldn't see myself doing it. I'm like, I need something that's, like, quick and that would just, that would just do it. Because I'm like, if I were to, like, hang myself, like, I, I, I would chicken out. And I don't want to put myself through that to just not do it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, so I was driving and then I heard drive up to that bridge. Right around that bridge, it's like if you turn your car off of the bridge, you can end it. And I was driving. And I was about to do it. Yeah. And I remember what day it was. It was, it was in the, it was like in the fall. I remember because shortly after, and I'll explain that. I drove to White Mud Park and I just sat there in the parking lot and I was like punching my wheel. And that was a big turnaround for me, but let's just go back. And I was, I, anyways, I just kind of sat there and, but yeah, I, j I just sat there and looked at the bridge and I went slower. And it's like, you can do it now. You can do it now. And the voice got louder and louder and louder. But I was as a hesitant, you know, and I was like, I'm hurting. It's like, you can do it. You can end it. Like, I'm hurting. It's like, but I don't know if I want to die. I'm hurting, though. But I don't know if I want to die. So it was like this, this battle in my head. And then I was about to do it. And then I heard this voice that was like, just one more day, just one more day. So then instead of, I just took the, I just took an exit and, it's, and I just got, got off of the bridge and I took an exit and I went to White Mall Park and I was sitting outside and I was punching my wheel and I was like, why do I not want, why did I not do it? Why did I not do it? Why do I keep you know, allowing myself to suffer when I can just end it. And then this voice in my head came and it was like, because you don't want to die. You just want to stop hurting. And it was like, but you can stop hurting without killing yourself. 
you just have to keep going one day at a time and it's not going to be easy but just trust that it'll get easier and i just kind of sat there and i was like just crying i was like i'm tired and i was yelling at my mom i was like why like oh i was like why couldn't you just love me you know i was like why couldn't you just stay and then i was mad at like my family and my parents i was like why is nobody it's like why does nobody care why is nobody yeah um yeah and that was the day i decided i was like okay so i don't want to die <laughs> i just want to stop hurting so every day i'm going to try and do something that just makes me hurt a little less and makes me feel less alone <sighs> yeah and then that's kind of when i started looking into spirituality and dark night of the soul and everything and it's 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 when i started dancing more um going for walks more going for drives when i felt alone i turned to music I'm like what's going to make me feel better? I'm like okay, I need something to relate to. So let me find a song. You know, and let me play this and just go for a drive and just allow myself to cry and that'll make me feel better. So I did that and one of my fav my favorite artist is August Alsina. And it's because when i was going through what i was going through his music got me through my depression and me not wanting to kill myself and it's because i listened to what he was going through what was going on in his head and you know his brother died and the pain and you know how he still felt still alone and hurting from that and and just and just not okay and i remember listening to that and i was like okay i'm not alone and i cried by listening to the song because i felt what he felt when he was writing those songs and it it made part of me feel better that i wasn't alone and this is what i this is what i mean by like the more people start sharing about genuinely what thoughts are going on in their head the more it, it will help people because there's a lot of things that goes on behind the scene that people don't know you know so like even with august alsina like there's one song hmm, i used to play it over and over and over versus the nobody knows and it's like 
Nobody knows what I go through. And it's like, I wish you could put yourself inside my shoes. And then he goes on, and then that, that was the first one. The second one was Make It Home. And it was about making it home. Like, if he dies tonight, like, this is what he wants to happen. And I remember, I'm like, oh, wow, listening to that, I was like, wow. And the third one was Song Cry. Hmm. Yeah. And that one was, you know, he goes on, he's like, I can't hold back these tears. He's like, let me cry. And he's like, they say a man isn't supposed to cry. So I'm going to let the song cry. And there was, there's a part in the, in the verse where he's like, I might be, I may be crying now, but I'm going to be laughing later. Mm-hmm. And I related to that because I was always so happy <laughs> around people. So, 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 so happy. But it's like nobody knew the breakdowns that I had prior to me putting a smile on my face, right? It's like I, I would be crying and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm smiling. Yeah, and I'm laughing. But deep down I was heavily depressed and I was, I was not okay in the head. So, yeah, um... So with that being said, you know, and learning through what I've learned through shamanism, I'm going to give you guys a tip because now I understand like with everything that, that transpired and how everything went about, the way this darkness works and the way spirits of the darkness works is they their their sole mission is to snuff out our light and i use darkness but you can call it the devil you can call it satan whoever the frick you want to but i'm calling it the darkness they want to snuff out your light as much as possible and they do that by first implicating those thoughts. Those thoughts that you think are yours are not. They're spirits and agents of the darkness working hmm, to, 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 to snuff your light out. So the, the minute that first thought comes in, it's planting a seed. And if you are hooking yourself onto that, It'll just keep recreating themselves until, until they have you. And so I'm going to give you a tip that has helped me. When those feelings come into your head, those I want to die, the first thing you need to keep in your mind is you are eternal. You are God. You are a fucking vibrant being. You're illuminated. You are a God. You are, you are powerful. So as a God, 
as a light being, as a being of unconditional love, no part of you would genuinely want to die. So the minute those thoughts come in your head, you know that that's not your voice. But there is something within your reality, within your thoughts that allow those thoughts to come in. That's what you need to address. So you need to address, well, obviously, it's saying, I want to die, I want to kill myself, or I'm not loved or abandoned, and I can go for whatever negative thoughts that come in your head. So it's like, okay, where have I been feeling like that? Why do I feel like that? Identify that first. Second thing I learned in shamanism is loving interrogation. Talk to those voices. I want to die. Where did you come from? I shit you not. You start asking those voices where they come from, they have to answer. They'll answer. Try it. I dare you to try it. Try it. Where'd you come from? Is this my voice? 100% you will always hear no because it's never your voice. We are gods. God will never, ever, ever want you to die. So that will never be your voice. God will never, ever tell you that you're worthless. You are not deserving of love. You are, you know, you deserve to be abandoned. No one loves you, you know, to kill yourself, to end your life. God will never, ever say that to you. Therefore, you would never say that to you. At your highest consciousness, you would never, ever say that to you. So whenever those negative thoughts come in, you interrogate them. Where did you come from? Why are you saying this to me? What part of me is identifying you with it right now and then like genuinely start listening to the answers you get because you'll be surprised <laughs> because and I'll go into it into into another episode um because yeah because this one this one's already getting long but when we hear those negative voices in our head it is spirits. It's 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 spirits, um, getting us to reenact their story. And when we choose to play a role within their story, we are adopting that story. Without even knowing what we're taking part in, and that's why sometimes we're like, "Why the fuck do I feel like this?" and all these things, and it's confusing. But it's because. That's just, that's actually not what we feel to our truest core, to our truest nature. So with that being said, it's, it's just knowing that when those voices come, I don't even care. Even if you don't think that you would never say that to yourself, you just wouldn't. Your higher self at your highest consciousness, you would never say that to you. Those voices, those negative voices are never, ever yours. So the minute those thoughts come into your head, anything that is not coming from love, because listen, God would never tell you you're a piece of shit. God would never tell you to kill yourself. God would never tell you to fucking, um, uh, that, that you're worthless, you know, that you're fat, et cetera. God would never say anything other than kiss, not, 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 I'm hearing kiss your ass, but like literally like I'm hearing suck your dick too, but like, you know what I mean? Like make you feel good. So like, I love you. You're amazing. You're so powerful. Oh my God, look how beautiful you are. Anything, and I mean any fucking thing that is not loving and literally 
like sucking your dick type thing energy, you know? And anything negative, that's not your voice. That's not your voice. Interrogate that because that's spirit. And once you start identifying that, that is the, and that's a big thing that helped me because I started being like, okay, why am I identifying with this? Where is this coming from? And, and it'll sound like your own voice, but it's not. And that's, that's a shamanic trick. So try it because it helps. And I just, yeah, I, I, and, and you know, those, the spirits and those voices in your head, they're not yours. And the minute you learn to dissociate from them, then they have no power over you. And we all have the ability to dissociate from it. We just need to learn how and we just need to know that we're not okay. And we're not even crazy for identifying with them because a lot of us feel unloved, alone, you know, abandoned, not worthy, um, not listened to, not heard. All of us feel that way. So, of course, that's going to get preyed on. But it's just knowing that just because you're identifying with it doesn't mean you need to still keep on playing with the story, okay? You're not alone. Whatever you're going through, I want to say that you're not alone. I'm here for you. I love you. And even if I don't know you, I genuinely love you. And I care for you. And I always pray for people's healing. And I'm not even kidding when I say this. If you need me to say a prayer for you, to set an intention for you, slide in my DMs. I will. Prayer goes a long way. Intention goes a long way. And I've realized that um, these, these past few years. And setting a prayer for strangers, the collective, people that you don't even know, goes a long way. Yeah. So... Be, um, beware of the voices in your head that are telling you you're not worthy, that are telling you you're not loved, that are telling you you should kill yourself, that are telling you, you know, all these nasty negative thoughts. They're not yours. Because you are loved. You are worthy. You are deserving of feeling whole. You're deserving of feeling accomplished. You're deserving of receiving love. 444 confirmation. I keep the download. You're deserving of wanting to have community, of wanting to have people surrounding you that make you feel loved and wanted and not like a burden. You're deserving of all that your heart desires. And it's not too much to fucking ask for that. It is not. In fact, you should be asking for more. That's the bare minimum. Or birthright is freedom. Or birthright is love. Anything outside of that is not ours. Don't claim that. So it's starting to use those tools and bringing that into our lives. That, that is just a small step that we can take to kind of dismantling those voices in our head that get us some time, you know? And I'm grateful that I'm in a space, you know, when I said that before, it's like now I'm in a space where I don't resolve to that because before I truly, truly got a hold of my mind, you know, anytime anything, something bad would happen, that voice would come back and it would be like, see, you should have killed yourself. See, you should have killed yourself. See, you should have killed yourself. And when you have that voice that's constant in your head, 
it's programming you. Of course, eventually that's what you're going to lead to if you don't learn how to deal with it because that's all you're being programmed to on a constant basis. So it's like, I'm so grateful that I'm in a space where no matter what happens, I'm not wanting to end my life. And that's a big thing. That's a huge thing. And I pray for that, for everyone that's going through mental illness issues, for everyone that's feeling alone, for everyone that's feeling unloved, for everyone that's feeling unworthy, for everyone that's feeling like they're not heard, you know, that they're not seen. I pray for people's mental clarity, for people to be fortified within their mind, body, soul. I pray for healing on a collective level. I pray for love, empowered, unconditional, vibrant, illuminating, fucking orgasmic love to everybody because we need that. We need that. (sighs) Thank you guys for tuning into the share. I love you guys immensely. I am here for you guys and I genuinely mean that. I hope this has sparked you in the most loving, graceful way possible. I thank you guys for tuning in and for listening. And I wish nothing but the best for you guys. I'm sending you guys tons of love. Tons, tons, abundant amount of love. 888, infinity amount of love into your guys' being right now. Light, positive vibes. I will catch you guys on the next share. You can follow me on all of my socials. Shamama Colleen, if you want to book a healing session, the link to that will be in the description of the podcast. Um, a tarot reading, same thing. You know, coaching, same thing. The link to that will be in my bio. Other than that, have yourself a magical day and I will catch you guys on the next share. Bye, guys. <laughs>